all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I said, it's time for the word. Lift your Bible tell. Let's make our confession of faith together. Thank you for praying for the strength of my voice. You guys know I preach Wednesday hard. I preach Thursday in Memphis hard. I labor for five hours on Friday night hard. And uh, I preach the 915 hard. And we're about to go hard at this 1115. So I need you to pray for the strength of my voice. So when you see me step out doing worship, it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm uh, just not being in worship. It's because I'm just making sure my, my voice has some strength. All right. Lift your Bibles. Hell, let's make our confession of faith together. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We're open and we are ready. Thank you, God. But this new month, this eighth month is a new beginning. One is unity, God. We thank you that we are in a month of new and fresh beginnings. God, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you that you are with us, God. We are sent to the earth to solve problems. You said in Jeremiah 1, before you formed us in our mother's womb, you knew us and you sent us. You sent us to solve problems. I pray that the problem solver that's on the inside of us would stand up. I pray that the gladiator that's on the inside of us would stand up. I pray that the warrior that's on the inside of us would stand up. Father, I thank you that the eighth month means a new beginning. That means you put a period on some things. You've ended some things and some new things are beginning. And for that, we give you glory. I just need you to give God a praise like you're excited about your new Come on in this building and online. I'm excited about my new. I'm excited about my new. Elbow somebody say, I'm excited about your new. Grab a seat. Let's go to work. So we're starting a new series today. I teach a series because I want you to get results. It's called The Ghosts and the Gifts, learning uh, what the Lord gives us and learning about the Holy Ghost and the gifts that he brings. The Holy Ghost is synonymous with the term Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Spirit of God. 
and in the Old Testament, it is this Hebrew word, ruach, which means the breath of God, the mind of God, and the wind of God. Pay attention. God says in Genesis 1, I have filled you with my breath. He breathed the breath of life into man. And for some of you, you can't even understand how it is you're still breathing after everything has tried to strangle you. You don't even understand how you're still breathing after life itself has tried to strangle you, has tried to wear you out, has tried to make you weary. Can I tell you, it's not you. It's because it's his breath that's in your lungs. And God says, listen, it is not time for you to give up. It's not time for you to throw in the towel. It's not time for you to walk away from what I called you to do. I will give you breath. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I have breath. I have I think it's interesting that coronavirus, one of the things that it did was attack the respiratory system so that you were not able to breathe properly. Well, what does this mean? That there was an attempt to try to shut down your ability to catch your breath. But I prophesied in the second half of this year, you are about to catch your breath. Why? You got more running to do. Oh, I need you to elbow somebody and say, you're about to catch your breath. You're about to catch your breath. You're not done, baby. You're just about to get started. You are not at the end. You are just beginning something brand new. You ever been running and been running, 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 running? He mentioned, he mentioned CrossFit. You ever been running? So yesterday, yesterday, people said, Bishop, you just need to be resting the whole day. I said, you must not know who I am. I, did my, I only did five miles. I wanted to do 15. I only did five because it started raining. And I'm not running in the rain. I ain't doing that. All right? Watch me. Other than that, I would have been all, you know, covered up today. I did five miles, and I did my gym. I did my normal gym workout. In fact, I went harder yesterday. I did a workout and a half yesterday. Now, why am I telling you that? Because sometimes when you're working out and you're going, 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 you can do so much. Watch me. You can put out so much that you need to catch your breath. And for some of you, I need you to learn how to rest instead of quit. You think just because you're tired that you're supposed to quit. It doesn't mean quit. Sometimes you just need to catch your breath. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is what's going to give you the ability to catch your breath. If you don't fist bump somebody next to you and say, you're about to catch your breath. Come on, prophesy to them. Say a second wind is coming for the second half of the year. Oh, God, I need some faith in this room. A second wind is coming for the second half of this year. It means the breath of God. Let's go. It means the mind of God, which means the same mind that created the universe, that created the galaxies, that created the planets. Do you, see, here's our problem. We think that earth is the center of everything, not realizing that it's just part of everything. Our God is so big. Watch what Jesus says. I have sheep of another pasture you know not of. Which means y'all think it's just y'all, but I got a whole lot of other stuff going on you don't know nothing about. That same mind that, watch me, that set the sun in the middle of this particular galaxy and then put planets around that galaxy, around that sun and made them rotate just at the right angle. Watch me. They made it rotate just at the right angle. They, 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 made, it, they made it such that the, there would not be any collision between them. That same God that has the ability to hang everything on nothing, to speak to nothing and create everything, that same mind, when you feel what the Holy Spirit is in you, which means stop saying, I can't figure it out. That's because you're trying to figure it out. Instead, you need to say, Holy Ghost, stand up in my mind. I can't figure it out, but you got a solution. I can't figure it out, but you got a way. I can't figure it out, but you have a plan. It didn't make sense. Moses walks up to the Red Sea. They walk up to the Red Sea, and, and Moses, watch me, his mind says, this is crazy. There's two million of us, Lord. You want us to walk into this Red Sea? We've got kids. We have elderly people. We have those that cannot walk. 
And God, this is a cruel jest. And for some of you keep saying to the Lord, I can't do that. But that's because, watch me, you need his spirit so you get his mind. That's what the Bible says. Let this mind that was in Christ be in you also. Why? Because when I have his mind, I'll look at an obstacle and say, this is about to turn for my in fact, there's something in the obstacle that I needed to learn. There's something in the obstacle I needed to gain. So you know what he tells Moses to do? Watch me. It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. You know what he tells Moses to do? He says, Moses, put your hands up. Shut up. Oh, God, I feel like preaching today. He says, Moses, put your hand up. In other words, when you begin to worship, I'm going to send a wind. And that wind is going to begin to blow the Red Sea back. And watch me, that wind is going to drive the mud so that when you walk on the ground, you're not going to get your shoes muddy. Why? I don't need you stuck. I need you to be able to keep it walking. Oh, God, it doesn't make sense that my worship on Sunday would clear the way on my Monday, clear the way on my Tuesday, clear the way on my Wednesday, clear the way on my Thursday. But for those of us that are radical, would you put a worship in this room that clears your week? Come on. Come on, Atlanta. Come on. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Say, Lord, clear the way. Watch me, it's the breath of God. I feel like preaching. It is the, it is the, it is the mind of God. God says, I'll give you a creative idea, and everybody else will think it's crazy until it works. You'll think it's crazy until it works. So imagine at the Red Sea, they're looking at Moses. What are we going to do? Pharaoh's over here, and the Red Sea's over here. We got to cross. How are we supposed to get over? And watch Moses. Look how crazy it looks. Be careful that you don't have, watch me, that you don't have the mind of God, but that the people around you have natural minds. Because they'll tell you, that's stupid. You better get on that computer. That's stupid. You better get on Google. And here's the problem. While you're trying to figure out in the natural, the Holy Ghost will give you an idea in the spirit that makes your natural idea look crazy. But you sit next to somebody that's a water walker. You sit next to somebody that's a faith talker. You sit next to somebody that's a history maker. You sit next to a curse breaker, a line crosser, a boundary breaker that was sent to rule and to reign and to conquer and subdue. Let's go. It is the breath of God, the mind of God. I already talked about the wind of God. Sometimes, sometimes you need a wind to push you. Oh, when I was coming back in town on Friday night, it was hot. In fact, when we got off the plane, I was like, God, dog, them are trying to act like the South. It was so hot. It was very hot. Watch me. And as I was headed back, all of a sudden, a storm came in. Pay attention. And trees were knocked over into the middle of the street. Pay attention. The wind revealed the weakness. I will throw this microphone all up over here. In other words, I needed, watch me, the wind so I could find out where something was weak so that I would be able to not depend on it. The Holy Ghost is so amazing. He'll send a, he'll send a wind that'll reveal where your weak spots are, reveal your weak friends, reveal your weak family members so that you don't put no weight on them. Because in the second half of this year, it's going to be way better than the first half. But then the second thing that a wind does is it'll push you. It'll push you to do what you wouldn't normally do. 
watch me. For some of you, watch me. You're like, God, I'm going to do it. But, but he knows you're not going to do it unless you're pushed. Bishop, how does that push sometimes look? See, sometimes it's the spirit pushing. You don't even know it. Because the push shows up as hurt. Because the push shows up as disappointment. Because the push shows up as several doors shut. So you have to get creative and start walking through windows. Uh, I feel like preaching. The Bible tells a story about how a man had some friends and the man needed to be healed. And the man needed to be healed, but there was such a crowd around them that they couldn't get the man into the house. Watch me. But the wind of God gave him a push. See, look at the Holy Ghost. See, he gave them a different idea. That's the mind of God. Come on. Then he breathed them in the strength. He gave them the strength to lift their friend up. Come on. That's the, uh, uh, that's the breath of God. And then the wind pushed them. So what did they do? The Bible says that they got on top of the house. That doesn't make natural sense. Natural sense would say, well, I guess God don't want me healed. I guess I'm not supposed to do it yet. I guess since God's not making it easy, that means I'm not supposed to do it. Can I tell you that often when it's God, he's not going to make it easy. He'll make it more difficult because you're going to have to be spiritual to get it done. Ooh, but you sit next to somebody that's got the spirit of God on the inside. So the Bible says that they lowered this man. Come on. They lowered this man inside the house. Where, who thinks to do this? And when they lower him, they drop him down in the house. And when they lower him, here's what the Bible says. Jesus didn't look at them or didn't look at the man, excuse me. He looked at their faith. This is why I always say make sure you have the right people around you. Because sometimes you might need somebody to help carry you. I pray you got folk around you that when you get tired and weary, they can carry you. You've been helping everybody else, praying for everybody else, getting everybody else out of their stuff. But in the second half of this year, watch me. you got some carriers that are coming into your circle. You've got some carriers that are going into your life. If you believe it, release a praise for three seconds right there. Go. Go, 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 go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No, watch me, watch me, watch me. And Jesus says, I looked at their faith. And when I saw their faith, he was like, I'm going to heal you because of them. I'm going to heal you because of them. What if I told you, please pay attention, and this is a good time to, to switch seats. I got a couple out there. Oh, no, I got a couple over here. It's a good time to switch seats if they don't respond right. Don't even be mad at them. I need you to learn how to move. What if I told you that your praise was about to get somebody on your rose breakthrough? If they don't want to praise him, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them, but go somewhere else. Sit somewhere else. Come on, can I get you to release a praise? Not for you, but for somebody on your own. Come on, you two. Praise for the other chatters. Come on, Facebook. Praise for the other chatters. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go. It is. Here it is. I'm only in the first three parts of the message. I'm only on line three of my notes. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God. It's the breath of God, the mind of God, the wind of God. New Testament is the word pneuma, uh, which means the soul of God and the spirit of God. Check this out. Uh, watch me. The Holy Ghost is God's soul. Pay attention. Your soul is your mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. Check this out. God says, my mind is in you. My thoughts are in you. Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. When you're filled with the spirit, you start thinking about you the way he thinks about you. 
You're going to stop calling yourself a screw-up. You're going to stop calling yourself a mess-up. You're going to stop calling yourself, I'm just this. No, you're going to start thinking like he thinks about you. And what does he think about you? He thinks you're a king and a priest. He thinks you're the head and not the tail. He thinks you're above only and never beneath. He thinks you're more than a conqueror. I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm not my past. Here it is. Listen, listen. There are three spiritual experiences available to every uh, Christian. The first experience is the decision to become a Christian, which is also called salvation or being born again. This is when you're sealed by the Spirit. Somebody sent me, this is a co cool gift, uh, gifts in my love language. I love it. Somebody sent me this. This is, this is gold water. That's 24 karat gold that's in the water. I told them, y'all need to be standing around my water. Because somebody might try to empty it out and go make some rings and some earrings. No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. Um, it was so significant uh, that everything was sealed. Pay attention. The box was sealed. Then the packaging was sealed. Then there was another seal on that seal. And then this was sealed. Then once you open that seal, there's another seal. Why? Because what's in it is too precious to be unsealed. And when God saved you, he said, I'm sealing you because what's in you is too precious to be left unsealed. So you're sealed by the spirit. Look at the screen. Ephesians 1.13, in him. So you also, after having listening to the message of truth, this is why faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Whatever you hear, you eventually believe. This is why I always encourage you after Sunday, after Wednesday, after Monday night prayer, go back, watch it again. Go back, listen again. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. Whatever you continually hear, you'll eventually believe. Which is why you have to learn how to shut down voices. I learned how to shut down voices and certain words that do not line up with the word. I don't want to hear you say nothing to me because I might mess around and eventually believe what you say. <laughs> Y'all ain't hear nothing. Uh, remember when coronavirus first started and they said you got to be careful. Because when you're around, watch me, it can be, watch me, droplets in the air. You got to be careful because there are certain people that the, that the enemy will send into your life that will put words in the atmosphere. And you'll say, well, I, you know, I don't really believe what they were saying, but baby, you let it get in the atmosphere. I need you to learn how to shut people down before they even get a chance to put that virus in the air. If it sounds like they're about to say something negative, say, no, I don't want to hear that. Don't come over here with that. If you're not going to speak life and you're not going to speak the word, I need you to get that out of here. Why? I'm vaccinated against negativity. I'm vaccinated against doubt. I'm vaccinated against fear. I'm sealed with the spirit. Here it is. Watch me, watch me, watch me. Look at this, look at this. This is where we get water baptism from. Water baptism is a Hebrew word mikvah. It's a Hebrew word mikvah. It's where living water cleanses externally. So, so, so check this out. When you get baptized in water, if you've never been baptized in water, you can register for it on our website. We do it every single month. You need to be baptized in water, but it represents something external. See, you can have the seal, but here's the next experience. Then you can be filled. See, watch me. The seal on this says they're gold, but, but watch me. But when I see what it's filled with, I know it's gold. You see it in there? Cl close up. You see it in there? See, if you look, you'll see all of that. Close up. If you look there, you'll see all of that gold swirling. That's how God views you. There's a lot of valuable stuff. And the world may not say you're much, but when God looks at you, he says, I see some value swirling in there. I know your ex-husband didn't see it, but I do. I know your ex-spouse didn't see it, but I do. I know your family don't see it, but I do. I know you may not even see it sometimes, but I it's value in there. Here it is. 
There's value in there. So, so, so take this out. The second experience is called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or being spirit-filled. See, the first is sealed, but the second is feel. If you are only sealed but not feel, then you will look the part but never be the part. I'd be very disappointed if the seal said gold, but when I drank it, it was nothing but regular tap water. And that's how some Christians are. Watch me. They look, they say the Christian word. They say the Christian's things. But when you experience them, you're like, you must be sealed. But when I experienced you, evidently you weren't filled. I'm so excited that watch me. Bigger than stuff, you're about to become a better spiritual person. Bigger than stuff, you're about to become a better Christian. Bigger than stuff, you're about to have peace that surpasses all understanding. Bigger than stuff, you're about to have joy unspeakable. Bigger than stuff, you're about to walk into a room and be a walking rebuke. You don't need to know the devil's name. The devil knows your... Let's go. So look, John chapter 14, verse 17. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Pay attention. He leads you into all truth. He doesn't force you into all truth. God is so amazing. He's going to tell you the truth about you, the truth about people, and the truth about circumstances. So check this out. He's not going to let you lie to you about you. When your spirit feels, he's going to tell you, hey, you need to check your attitude because this was you. Let me tell you how I know some people think they're filled, but they're not. Watch me. Or, and they need a refill. It's because they don't self-check and self-correct. When you're really filled with the spirit, you may have acted crazy with somebody, but then they'll come back 30 minutes later and say, you know what? I apologize because I didn't need to act like that. I didn't need to say it like that. Matter of fact, forgive me for being in my flesh in that moment because I'm a spiritual person and that doesn't mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean I'm sinless. It just means I sin less. Look at this. He'll lead you into all truth. The world or unsaved cannot receive him. Why? Because it isn't looking for him. It doesn't even recognize him. So when you begin talking about spirit filled and stuff like that, people say, well, why do certain things happen in certain environments, but, you know, you, it doesn't happen out there? Because, you, listen, if someone's not looking for something, they won't recognize it when they see it because they were looking for it in the first place. But you know him. Why? He lives with you now and later will be in you. This was Jesus speaking to those around him when the Holy Spirit hadn't been released to everyone yet. So you have to have the first experience before the second experience. How do I have that, Bishop? Here it is, is that, watch me, you're filled when you ask. You're filled when you ask. And when you're filled when you ask, remember how the first experience is that you, it's like baptism, you're, it's on the outside. When you're filled with the Spirit, it cleanses you from the inside out. Which means, pay attention, which means I don't just look at, I am. I don't just say Christian things. Watch me, it's in me. <laughs> Come on. I, I, I don't just tell people that I love the Lord when they meet me because, watch me, what I'm filled with comes out of me. I, listen, I don't mess with a whole lot of sugar no more, but when I used to eat donuts a lot, I used to always like the custard-filled Bismarcks. Anybody else know about the Holy Ghost that said no scare? Listen, and that custard field, and there was one place, uh, I think uh, Lamar's, they used to have the best, I don't even know if they're around anymore, they used to have the best custard-filled donut. Oh, my God, even King Super's custard-filled donuts was good. The truth is, I just wanted something with some custard in it. That's the bottom and I would get a chocolate custard filled donut. And listen, I only needed one, but come on. Back then, I would probably have two or three. And you know what I did? I'd break them open and dip them in some coffee. Let's start. I dipped that bad boy in some coffee, and I would say, this is going to be amazing. Pay attention. What it was filled with is what came out of it. Which means, watch me, you can't hide what you are. 
Because the moment you get broken, whoo, the moment you go through a breaking, it's going to reveal what's in you. I'm so glad God allowed you to have some broken areas of your life. Why? You can see what was really in you. And here's what you found out. You're stronger than you knew. Here's what you found out. You are brighter than you knew. Here it is. Let's go. Watch me. So, so you're filled when you ask. It's like, how do you get saved? You ask. Heaven didn't send you a certificate of salvation and say, you are now saved. You believed it by faith. Same way in being spirit-filled. Well, Bishop, I didn't feel nothing. Well, he's not a feeling. You don't feel him. Well, Bishop, I caught the spirit. He, he's not a cold. You don't catch him. Mm -mm. He, he is God. See, God is not one plus one plus one equaling three. That's paganism. That's polytheistic, poly, multiple theistic, multiple gods. That is not God. When people say, it's, three, it's not three different people. That's crazy. That's ludicrous. That's not Bible. Deuteronomy 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Instead, God is one times one times one equaling one. See, watch me. This is water. Watch me. Uh, water in liquid form is what? Water. It's not that deep. But if I freeze it, it's now water that's frozen, which we call ice. Ice, ice, baby. Doom, 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 doom. Listen. But it's still water. It just took a different form. Then, watch me. If I heat it up past the boiling point, it goes from being water, and it's going to percolate up to the... And it's going to become steam. And now it's in gas form. Check it out. Liquid, uh, uh, solid, and gas form. It's the same water, just a different form. That's how God is. See, God the Father is Jesus. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is God. Why is that important? It ain't no junior God that lives in you. It ain't no junior Jesus. There's no junior Holy Ghost. The same God that created everything. When you're filled with the Spirit, open your mouth and say, He lives in me. There's no levels. There's no juniors. You think like, oh, that's just the Holy Ghost. No, that's Him. <laughs> so how do you get it? Luke 11 and 13. How do you get Him? Excuse me. Luke 11 and 13. How much more? Jesus is petty. I love Him. Because... I see where I get it from. Because the first part of this verse, he says, if you being evil will give good goods to your kids, he's like, y'all are evil, and you give your kids nice stuff. Like, how petty is that? Thing? He's trying to bless them, but he's like, let me check you first. I'm so glad we have a God that loves us to where at the same time, watch me, he blesses us, he also checks us. See, you know God's love is real because he'll say, now, come here, son, I love you, but don't do that no more. Now, I said what I said. Watch me. I need you to thank God. Watch me. He loves you too much to leave you the way that you were. Watch me. And every day you're getting better. Every day you're evolving. And here's what your testimony is. I may not be, y'all better help me preach this, where I want to be, but I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. I'm becoming. Open your mouth, shout, I'm becoming. He says, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to who? To those who ask him. So everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I confess with my mouth. See, the, whole, the enemy was hoping I'd wait to do the altar call into the end, the invitation to the end. We're about to do it right now. Everybody say, Father, I confess with my mouth. And I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Save me, God, from myself. Save me, God, from hell. Save me, God, right now. And after salvation, there's more. It's called spirit field. Fill me with your spirit right now, wherever I'm at. Fill me now. 
Fill me now. Fill me now. Fill me now. In Jesus' name. I need you to release worship right there. Come on, I need you to release worship right there. Now watch me. Some of you say, well, I didn't feel nothing. You don't have to feel nothing. Watch me. You believe by faith that he filled you just like you believe by faith that he saved you. And if you just prayed that prayer for the first time or you recommitted yourself to the Lord, I need you to take out your phone and text the word uh, uh, a decision to the phone number. Put it on the screen, 877-552-4746 or use that QR code reader. What did we just do? We interrupted the normal plan as usual because there's some people God said, I ain't waiting until the message is over to get you. I'm coming for you. I need you to celebrate those that just came to the Lord right now. People in this building, people in overflow, people online that came to the Lord right now. So here we go, here we go, here we go. So your spirit feel. Pay attention. Then there's a third experience is where you need to refill. Life will drain you. Anybody know that life doesn't, loving people will drain you. Caring about people will drain you. Just going through life will drain you. Like you love being a mom, but being a mom can drain you. You love being a father, but being a father can drain you. Watch me. Life can drain you, so you need a refill. Most people, especially if you grew up in church, you saw being spirit-filled as an event. So people will say, Bishop, I got saved on July 1st, 1984, and I was filled with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit on July 16th, 1986. Well, no wonder why you dry. No wonder why you're stale. Watch me. Because you need a refill. You mean to tell me that's the last time you got filled? The scripture teaches us, and we'll get into it in the series. I've taught it before. It says continue to be filled with the Spirit, which means every day my prayer is, God, I need a refill. And for those of you, watch me, on Friday Night Fire, for many of you, you got a refill. Watch me. And you didn't just get a refill. That thing over. Which is why you woke up on Saturday clapping. You woke up on Saturday talking about my body might be tired, but I still. And how do you get a refill? Same way you get a refill at a restaurant. You got to ask for it. You got me? All right, so watch this, watch this. When you are spirit-filled, you can be spirit-led. And this is important. The word can is the most important part of this message. Why? Because just because you're spirit-filled does not automatically mean you are spirit-led. Pay attention, Proverbs 3 and 6. Proverbs means wisdom. So wisdom is a shortcut, which means if you learn Proverbs, if you learn wisdom, you will get to where you're going quicker than everybody else. This is why, watch me, watch me, smart is knowledge, wisdom is knowing what to do with it. And I'm so glad you're not just smart, but you're wise too. And that's why you got wisdom beyond your years. Other people look at you and say, you are old soul. No, baby, I just got wisdom. And Ecclesiastes says that wisdom comes through heartache and sorrow. I had to pay for this. All right, so look at this. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Stop. Ways means your movements. It means your decisions. Here's what happens. Most of us, most of us, we run into this issue where as you begin to develop intellectually, sometimes it can challenge your development spiritually. I am pro-education. I am pro-knowledge. Your pastors are educated and learned man. While after all, we have the only degree-granting theological institution in the state of Colorado. So I believe in education, I believe in education, I believe in education, I believe in knowledge, I believe in learning, I believe in all that, I live my life as a student. Every day I am growing, every day I, I am growing. But, but pay attention, sometimes what can happen is that you will rely on your knowledge yeah. Yeah. instead of, watch me, 
giving him acknowledgement. And this is important. Why? Because if you're relying on your knowledge, you will miss out on the best thing you have going for you. See, the best, it's great that you have degrees. It's great that you have education. It's great that you learn. It's great that you're very erudite in your scholastic prowess. But let me be very honest with you. The reality is this, is that what, the best thing you have going for you is that you're spiritual. So while other people are trying to figure it out naturally, watch me, you're doing well in business and you're not even doing what they're doing, but they're struggling and you're doing well. Why? Because I'm spiritual, baby. I, I have an advantage and my advantage is I'm spirit-filled and I'm spirit-filled and dangerous. I so look at the screen. It says, in all your ways, in all your movements, acknowledge him. Now here's the problem. Most of us, we just move without acknowledging because we move from knowledge. You will say, this makes sense to me. The problem is, then why be spirit-filled if you're going to lead you? Like, if you're just going to do your own thing, then wh like, why be saved? Why not be like Constantine and just live like a hell, you know, all your life, and then when you're about to die, then, then to convert to Christianity? But no, 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 no. That's not the way you do it. Because, see, once I'm saved, now I'm spirit-filled. Once I'm spirit-filled, I can now be spirit-led, which means my decisions don't naturally, don't make sense to everybody naturally, but they make sense spiritually. Like, let me give you an example. It doesn't make sense naturally if you're going through a rough financial time to, to, to give excessively at that time. Like naturally, that's like, shouldn't I be holding on to it? But spiritually, God says, watch me, your increase is in your release. Luke 6, 38. Given, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, so men pour into your bosom. In other words, when I acknowledge him, then he ensures that I am acknowledged. In all your ways, in your movements, acknowledge uh, uh, him and he shall direct your paths. Acknowledge is one of a Hebrew words. There's two Hebrew words for lifting your hands. One is yada, one is toda. And most of the times we think of these in this term, yada and toda. But a more precise example of yada and toda is this. It means to extend your hand to give permission to lead. To extend your hand to give permission to lead. Pay attention. It, it, means, it means God... I am literally, in every decision, I'm saying, lead me. I'm saying, lead me. Watch me. In everything I do, I'm saying, lead me. Watch me. As simple as the way I drive to work. Come on, let me get in your business. As simple as the phone calls I should make. As simple as the steps I should take. Because while you're trying to figure it out naturally, if you would yada and extend your hand and give him the ability to lead you, he would lead you and direct your path to the right destination. So yada means to worship with an extended hand. And pay attention, it means to give permission to lead. And here's what I said at the 915, is that for many people, giving someone permission to lead you is your challenge because you're a control freak. How many people in this building and online, you know that you're a control freak? And for those of you not raising your hands, you might be trying to fight it right now to say, I'm not raising my hand because I am not a control freak and he's not going to tell me I have to raise my hands because I'm not one. You won. What does a control freak do? You want to know everything. How is it going to work? Why are we doing this? Why is it like that? Where are we going? Where are we going after that? Who's coming? Don't invite them. What? You want to know everything. You want to know every little detail. You, you, you want to know every detail. Instead of just knowing the next step to take, you want to know the whole staircase. You want to know what's going to happen after this. Can I tell you? There are certain things God does not tell you what's happening after this. Because if he told you what's happening after this, you wouldn't take the first step. 
The Bible says that the children of Israel came out of Egypt, watch me, and it was supposed to take 11 days, but he took them the long route around because if they saw the Philistines, they would have seen war and turned around. Check this out. There are certain things God says, I'm not going to tell you what's next. I'm just going to lead you in what to do next. Because if I tell you, you might quit. Oh, but you sit next to somebody where every ounce of quitting them, it expired in July. Y'all better praise it with me in this building. Elbow somebody next to you, say, every quit in me. Say, it expired at midnight last night. Y'all ain't saying it like I need you to say it. Elbow somebody else, say, every ounce of give up in me. Say, it expired last night. I'm in a new beginning. I'm in a new beginning. I'm in a new beginning. Somebody shout, yeah. Say, I'm in a new beginning. Here it is. It means, watch me, I have to give permission to lead. Here's what I learned as a leader. I learned it. Stand right here. And here's what I learned as a leader. I learned a very powerful lesson. Thank you. I learned a very powerful lesson is that I do not fight anybody to lead them. So, if it, so, so listen, here it is. Listen, if you can't recognize that when I spoke, you should follow, then I, then I tell you what, I release you to go follow something else. I'm not fighting with you. We're not going back and forth. We're not for the head. You need to listen. And early in my pastoral ministry, I would do that because I'm a shepherd. I care about the people I lead. So I'd be like, listen, you need to do this. You need to do this. I ain't doing all that no more. Listen, if you can't take my hand, then I tell you what, then watch me. Then let me take the hands of those that will. And we're going to keep on running. And when you want to get your stuff together, you can come on. Why? Because I'm not going to fight you to lead you. Let me speak to some of my single men. If you have to fight her to lead her, she ain't yours. She won't submit because she's not the one for you. Because the one for you would say, baby, I'm taking your hand. I, oh, my God. Ladies, don't y'all get quiet when I start preaching truth. Watch me, because for some of the men, watch me, she wants to submit it's just that your track record suggests she can't trust. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's 11.15. Y'all know I go a little deeper. Watch me. Extend hand. Watch me. Parents, parents, with your children, you, most of the times you, you have a hand signal. You don't say it. You just do it. Watch me. Here's what you do. You don't say, y'all kids better grab my hand. You don't do that. Here's what you do. And if after a few seconds you don't feel them getting their hand out, you turn around and you. I wish I had some parents in this building that knew what I was. I wish I had some uncles and some aunties and some big cousins that when it was your day to keep the kids, you were like, look, I ain't fighting with y'all. Now look, I put my, now you run across the street if you run to. We got to take you to Friday Night Fire to get you revived back from the dead. Watch me. Look at the scripture. Look at the scripture. It says, watch me. Give permission to lead. Pay attention. That's submission. That means I get up under the mission. Pay attention. He said, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Just give him permission to lead. Watch me. When you're a control freak, you, you, you want to, watch me, you want to have conversation when there should be submission. Just do it. In the military, you're given, a, you're given an order. Notice what they call them, orders, not suggestions. And only in American Christianity, we see God making suggestions, not giving orders. 
which is why you'll see other countries experience what this country should experience as it relates to the power of God. Why? Because they saw it as an order, not as a suggestion. What's me? Give permission to lead. That means submission. It means to respect and to follow. Watch me. Which means, listen, listen, listen. When you respect something, that means you honor something. When you honor something, that means you adapt to it. Which means, watch me, when I'm being led, that means even if I'm being led over to somewhere, that I don't understand why I'm being led over there. Even if I'm being led to somewhere, well, watch me. God, why are you taking me off the stage? Come on here, y'all. God, why are you taking me outside of my normal element? Well, I respect you, so I don't question where you're leading me because I submit to your leading, and I follow your leading. Even if it doesn't make sense, I follow it. Even if it doesn't make sense, I follow it. Why? Because you were trying to get me to the gold. You were trying to get me to my valuable place. You were trying to get me to what I was sent to do. Look on the screen. Look, 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 look. It means, watch me. It means uh, submission. It means to respect and to follow him. And he shall direct your path. Pay attention. He won't force your path. He'll direct your path. Which means sometimes your path will have certain parts that don't make much sense to you. But when you're spirit led, it's because it's bigger than you. Pay attention. He never said anything. And we have a lot of Christians where you were, I'm just listening for God. Stop. Listen, he's not a chatty patty. He's not a gossiping gal. This is not the golden girls where y'all finna sit up and have tea. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. This is not living single. You are not Queen Latifah. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. Pick your sitcom, you got me? This is not that. No, God says, I'm not saying anything. Listen, once you get saved, you need to learn how to follow the hand. And can I teach you like I want to? The scripture says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and in due time he shall lift you up. What does the hand mean? Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Oh, God says, part of the way I'm going to lead you is through your leadership. Which means while you're fighting against leadership, that explains why you're not being led. Because you're looking for a voice when you need to be looking for a verse. You ready? So let me give you a practical example of this. See, listen, you may say, well, Lord, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not dressed for this. But, but he'll say, but, but, but listen, I thought it said just do it. That's all right. I'll make it. It works even better. But just got it. You say, Lord, I'm scared. Just got it. Lord, I've never done that before. I know you haven't, but I have. And since you're filled with my spirit everywhere you go, something in you will rise up and you'll begin doing stuff that you don't even know you could do. You'll begin, things will come out of you you didn't even know were out of you because he had to lead you to a place where you could be stretched. He had to lead you to a place where you could be brought out of your limitations. So here it is and I'm done. Let me give you a practical example of the leading of the Holy Spirit. Acts 16 and 6. Uh, this is the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, he's sent out. That's what apostle means. It means apostello in Greek. He's sent out. He is sent out to, to preach the gospel, plant new churches. Peter, James, and John, they commission him. They send them out. Pay attention. He was sent. He didn't just went. I said it like that on purpose because there are many Christians, well, watch me. They don't have their decisions covered. They just do what they want. And anything uncovered spoils. They sent Paul. They said, Paul, we're sending you to do this. Watch me. When it's right and it's God, you want to be sent. You don't want to just went. Okay. And they, watch me. 
he's going and in the beginning of Acts chapter 16, he finds Timothy. Timothy was raised by his mother and grandmother, Eunice and Lois. He was raised by them and he was in the church. He was faithful. Watch me. And God says, Timothy, watch me. There's something about you that I want to use. Timothy would eventually become the bishop of the churches of Ephesus. He was used by God mightily. He would preach. He had the gift of evangelism. So that's why Paul told him to do the work of the evangelist. Are you still here? Pay attention. All of this is in the verses that precede where we're at. I'm saying it's part of being led by the spirit is on your journey. There's some people you're going to pick up. See, God had to have harvest start in Denver because on my journey, there's some people we needed to pick up. He made it so that we were doing digital years before the pandemic. Why? There were some people we needed to pick up. Oh, my God. I need you to open your mouth and say, he led me because there were some people I needed to pick up. Watch me. It may not be everybody that sticks with you as you pick up different people through your journey. But literally, before these verses, Paul picks up Timothy and he says, come on, you're going to travel with me. Watch me. You're about to travel the world with me. Pay attention. You thought all you were going to do is stay in this city with your mama and grandmama. But watch me. But God's picked you and, and he led me to you. He led me to see you instead of all of these others because there were others around you, but I saw you. I need to check the room. I'm almost done, but I need to check the room for the people that are glad that God saw you. It was a lot of people in there, but he saw you. It was a lot of people around you, but he saw you. It was a lot of people clapping, but he saw you. And the Bible teaches us that Bartimaeus gives us the example. What made the Lord look at blind Bartimaeus is that when they told him to be quiet, he got louder. I know the ones that he saw based on the sound of your praise. Woo! Come on, somebody say, he saw me. And he picked me. Almost done. So we're about to watch now. After that, there's this sequence of steps, and then we're done. There's a sequence of steps, and then we're done, that make logical sense. And here's the problem. See, if I don't know that I need to acknowledge him in all my ways, I need to extend my hand. See? See? Pay attention. I extended my hand. He didn't move. And this is what happens for many Christians. And, and I'm not picking on I'm going to use an example. Is that for many Christians, you get so used to doing what you do. That when his hand extends, you're not even paying attention because you're working from knowledge, not acknowledge. So in your mind, this doesn't make sense, so I'm not going to do it. But watch me. God says, but when I put my hand out, the next logical step may not be the, watch me, the spirit-led step. <laughs> watch. So we're in Acts chapter 16. Stay right there. In Acts chapter 16, look at this. He's supposed to do what? Preach the gospel. He's sent to do what? Preach the gospel. So what is he trying to do? Preach the gospel. Pay attention to the screen and then we out. Acts 16 says, it went to the region of Phygeria and Galatia, having been, pay attention, forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Shut up. God, how are you going to stop me from doing what you call me to do? See, for some of you, watch me, your no just meant not right now. Whoop. Your delay was not permanent denial. God says, I equipped you to do it. You're going to do it, but we're not going to do it now, and we're not going to do it there. Why? Because the next logical step may not be the spirit-led step. Why? The word Asia in Greek means this, to go outside of the plan of God. Shut your mouth. Which means sometimes when you're doing it ain't the right time to do it because they're not ready for you to do it. Sometimes it's not that you're not ready. It's that he has to prepare your next before you get there. 
Bishop, how do you know that? Because in Acts 19, three chapters later, he preaches the gospel to all of Asia in two years and three months, which means God wasn't saying you can't do it. He was just saying, we're not going to do that right now. An old songwriter had a song said, it's not the time, not the place. Just believe, keep the faith. But I'm here to tell somebody on this first day of the eighth month, your time has come. You can sit there and look at me like that if you want to. Or you can get in the water while the water is stirring. Open up your mouth, say, it's the right time. It's the right place. All things are now ready for me. Listen. Listen. So the Lord leads her. And the Lord, watch me. The Lord forbid him, with the verse up, from preaching the gospel in Asia. Forbid. What does that mean? The Spirit shut it down. There are some things you were working on he shut down. There was some stuff you were planning to do, he shut down. There are some friends you thought you were going to do some stuff with, he shut down. <laughs> and a shut down doesn't mean shut off. Every now and then, watch me, with a computer, you can't just put it to sleep. You have to fully turn it off because there's something that it needs to do within itself so that when you turn it back on, it works properly. There's some stuff God says, let's shut those plans down right now because I need you to reboot. And when you reboot, you're going to reboot better than you were in the first place. You're going to have all of your updates. Verse 7, when they had come to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus, Holy Ghost, did not allow them. Here's why. That means violence rushing in. Check this out. He says, listen, you think that your next step, see, see, see how we're moving forward? You think that the next step is forward. But see, watch me. When you're led by the Spirit, you're trying to go forward. He said, mm -mm 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 -mm. come over here. Huh. Well, Lord, you, you said go forward, mm -hmm. but sometimes the way forward is sideways. <laughs> you missed me. <laughs> Look at them. Because Bithynia means violence rushing in. He says, if you do this right now, see, listen, you were trying to go over there. But what you didn't know is that he's got a weapon to take you out. You missed it. I was trying to prevent you from going through some unnecessary violence. I was trying to prevent you. And listen, and if you fight me and try to do your own thing, you're literally going to run into who's going to take you out. So what I did, watch me, when you're led by the Spirit, I'll prevent you from, there's some people the Lord didn't let you connect with. There's some places you wanted to go, the Lord stepped no. There's some business opportunities you wanted to do, and the Lord stepped down. There was a move you wanted to make, and God said, no, it's going to be violent for you. It's going to be violent for you, and I'm going to prevent the violence from coming nigh your house. But listen to the second thing. But watch me, this was Peter's territory. First Peter 1 and 1 teaches us that Bithynia is where Peter was graced to be. What does that mean? That God created places before he created people. So when people get in the right places, they have a grace for the place because the place was created before they got the grace. So when they get to the place, they have the grace for the place, which means the place produced for them what it won't produce for you. Let me back the thing up because I said it fast. In other words, because God created places before he created people, you can succeed in the same thing somebody else can horribly fail at. Which is why you have to be careful getting people's advice and counsel. Why? Because you don't have the same grace that I have. See, I'm careful not to let pastors tell me what they can't do because I've watched God make harvest defy the statistics. I have watched God cause us to do what they say other black pastors cannot do. Multicultural, multi-generational, started with nothing, started at the bottom. 
And we haven't arrived. We got more to do. But I'm so excited that the second half is going to be way better than the first half. Stop letting other people tell you what you cannot do. Stop letting other people tell you what's not possible. Just because it's not possible for you doesn't mean it's not possible for me because I have a grace for this place. All you need to do is look at other people who started doing the same thing you started and you lasted and they didn't. Why? You got grace for it. I'm almost done preaching, but I just need to make sure there's some grace people in this building and there's some grace people online. If you know you got grace, I need you to just release a praise for five seconds. Go. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Shout out. I've got grace for this place. You've got grace to be a single mama. You got grace to raise those kids. You got grace to bounce back after having a record. You who am I talking to? You've got grace to back bounce after a bankruptcy. You've got grace to back bounce after a divorce. You've got grace to bounce back after your kids treated you poorly. I need you to open up your mouth and shout, I've got grace. And you elbow somebody and say, You do too. Grab a seat, let's go. It was Peter's. Grace place. It was not, you can stand, you can sit, you can do anything, you can roll on the floor. Just don't, just don't roll, just don't roll in my way because I'm about to come down here. Peter had, excuse me, Paul had no grace for that place. See, there's some of you where you are so busy trying to be something else that you're missing what your grace to do. I was with a pastor the other day and I said to him, he was saying, well, I'm going to do this and do this and do this. I said, can I, I said, can I say something to you? I said, I'm going to say it either way, but it just makes it easy if you just... Give me permission to lead you. Because I'm not going to fight you. I said, I observed these three things. He said, wow, wow, wow. I said, you're graced for that. I said, that came out naturally from you. Wow, wow. I said, and while you're trying to come up with all these other ideas, you are missing how he's leading. Because this is what you're graced to do. Watch me. It doesn't mean it's easy. It just means I got it. It doesn't mean there's not challenges. It just means I got it. Can I be honest with you? Being a pastor in this city has not been a joke. It has not been a punk. But baby, I was graced. I was graced for this place. And the Holy Ghost said, if you can do it here, son, you'll be able to do it anywhere. Which means the grace I got here is about to transfer to some new... I need you to give God glory, Harvest, for our next. We got a grace in this place to get us ready for our next. Verse 8. So passing by Mishia. So pay attention. Pay attention. Watch me. Pay attention. Y'all ready? Pay attention. So listen. First, Asia. Second, Mishia. Look at verse 7. I'm going to show you something. And when they had come to Mishia, they attempted to go into Bithynia. They attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Go to the next verse. So passing by Mysia. Come on, let's pass. Passing by Mysia. Mysia means Achilles' heel. In other words, God says, don't go over there. And you, you may say, well, Lord, this is, everything's smooth. Everything's easy. Right, but there's some sharp stuff up under here. See, you're going to sit in it. And when you sit in it, you're going to put your hand under it. 
And watch me, it'll be a small cut, but pay attention. Place of Achilles, Dr. Luke wrote um, uh, the book of Acts. Dr. Luke was a Gentile physician. So as a Gentile physician, pay attention, uh, he would have been familiar. Gentile meant non-Hebrew. So he was a Greco-Roman. Pay attention, which means he was familiar with Greek mythology. Well, where does Achilles come from? Greek mythology. So embedded in the name is the meaning. Watch me. Achilles died because Achilles died. You got to come on. Achilles died. <laughs> See, this is how some of y'all do. The Lord is like, well, every time I look for you, I can't find you. I call everybody to get into your right seat. For those of you not serving, I call you to get into your right seat. For those of you not members yet, and you know I'm your pastor, I call you into your right seat. For those of you who know you need to rise up and change your community, I call you into your right seat. So watch, watch. So grab hand. He says, listen, now we're going to pass by that. Because here's what happened to Achilles. Achilles, he had a small cut on his heel that ended up killing him. He had great physical strength. But it was his small cut on his Achilles, hence the term in pop culture that says your Achilles heel, which means your most potent weakness. He said, watch me, something's going to happen there, and it's small, but it's going to take you out. Because you're going to start bleeding out. And because you're so used to being strong, that small cut will drain you, and one day you'll try to get up and realize you don't even have the energy to fight. So part of my leading is that there's certain things, watch me, I just had to pass on by that. Why? Because you're not going out like that. Achilles is remembered for his weakness, not his strength. And you're not going to be remembered for how you failed. You're going to be remembered for how you win. I wish you knew you were sitting next to a winner. I wish you knew you were streaming with a winner. Open up your mouth and say, I will be remembered for my wins, not my losses. Almost done. Then it says they went down. Pay attention. They went down to Troas. Uh-oh. They went down. P pay attention. Now, Lord, why would you lead me down? Why would you lead me into a valley? Because Troas means it, it comes from the same word as Trojan. You know the story of the Trojan horse, right? story of the Trojan horse works like this is that there was something hidden inside of something else that was an army designed to take the city which means had you let them in they would have taken over and defeated the entire city take this out so I took you into a valley why so that they wouldn't see you passing by in other words God says I kept you hidden because I did not want you to take unnecessary hits Come here. I took you into a valley because I did not want you to be a victim. And for many of you, you're like, God, when am I going to be noticed? When is it going to be my time? When is somebody going to see me? God says, I took you down into the valley first so that you wouldn't let something invade and take your life down. I need you to thank God. Watch me, not for just your yeses, but who in this building can thank God for your noes? I said, who can thank God for your nose? They went down to Troas. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. And when Paul had seen, watch me. Can I give you this? Verse 10. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately, watch me, immediately, say immediately. immediately. Watch me. We sought to God to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. 
Now, at the 915, I didn't get to go here. <laughs> the Holy Ghost shuts down all these other places. Pay, pay attention. Pay attention. He shut down Asia. Put up a one. He shuts down uh, 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 Mishia. Put up a two. He shuts down Bithynia. Put up a three. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I already called out Mishia. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, so watch me. So it wasn't until four where he got to the door. You ready? So when we were praying, I feel like preaching now, and I need to hear the keys in these monitors. Watch me. When, 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 uh, uh, um, when we were planning and saying, God, what do you want us to do? It's always been since the beginning of our church. We've always wanted to do one church, multiple locations. I said, Lord, he said, son, I'm going to have you start here. Because if you can do it here, you can do it anywhere. You got it? I said, okay, God. But we knew we needed to expand. We need to reach other places. Watch me. So we tried to go into Colorado Springs. Then we tried to go into Dallas. I'm about to hit you in the head with this mic. Then we tried to go into Memphis. And every time the Holy Ghost said no. If you don't help me praise him. I'm about to shout by myself. But then when you get to four, that's where God is about to open the... So we had to go through that process of being shut down, shut down, shut down. Because God says, I got a great and effective door open for you. I'm so excited about our next. Would you release a praise that we're at door number four? And if your church is at door number four, that means you're at door number four. I need you to say, and doors are opening. And doors are opening. In Jesus' name. Watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. God, she will shut things down. You're trying to do. And you will think, Lord, what's up? And he'll say, uh-uh, uh-uh, no. No. This got to be it, Lord. No. Uh -uh. Nope. Nope. I'm going to let you, pay attention. I'm going to let you wait until you get to Macedonia. Pay attention. Macedonia, Paul has a dream and a man comes to him in a dream and saying, come help us. And then Paul says, well, I guess since God, the spirit has shut these doors down. And the spirit has prevented this from happening. I guess, look what he says. He's concluded that God has called me to preach the gospel to them. Pay attention. Macedonia means high place. I need you to encourage somebody next to you. And just tell them, say, this is the lowest. You will be for the remainder of your life. Because, say, there's a high place opening for you. I need you to say that with some authority. 
There's a high place There's a high place that's opening for you. There's a high place that's opening for you. There's a high place that's opening for you. So no wonder why the symbol of what we're about to do next is a phoenix. And did you know what it means? It means rise up. Oop. Rise up. Rise up. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm rising up. Okay, can I finish? Can I finish? That thing blessed me so good. Look at me. There wasn't failure. The spirit shut it down. Somebody needs to hear me because you're looking at different stages of your life like this didn't work, this didn't work, I failed at this, I failed you. Don't miscall that. Don't miscategorize that. The spirit just didn't lead it that way. He said, I'm shutting down Asia. I'm shutting down this one. I'm shutting down this one. But watch me, Paul. You're about to have a dream. You're about to have a vision. And in that vision, you're going to be going to a high place. And that high place is going to have you looking down at the other places. It's going to be so much better at door number four. You're going to be looking down at one, two, and... I'm glad you didn't get the job yet. I'm glad you didn't get the property yet. I'm glad it didn't happen for you yet. Why? You needed to get to door number four. And can I preach how I want to? Four is the biblical number of creativity, which means God says, I'm about to create something. I'm about to create something. So look, I got to go. I got to go. Wow. So then later on, look at Paul. The Lord leads him. And look at where he leads him. He leads him. Hey, come out of there. Come out the jump cage. He leads him. And it's a whole lot for him to come out. It's, it's a whole, we, look, we got him locked up in here. Actually, no, you can stay in there because you're going to be Silas. Go ahead, open it up. Open it up. Open it up. He leads them to be locked up. Cameraman, stay over there with them. He leads them to be locked up. Both of y'all in there? There they go. Y'all see us both of them in there? Now go to the next verse for me. Watch me. The Lord leads them. To, the Lord leads them and to where they're locked up in the prison. Now you think to yourself, God, how, how crazy is this that you would lead me to be locked up but watch me, he was locked up with the right one. Because they take Paul, and this is why I always have you check who's around you. This is why I always say it matters who's around you. Why? Because you got to make sure that if you get led to a strange place, you got somebody that's going to know how to help you get out of there. Question is, why would we be led here? God, this is crazy. I'm trusting you. I'm following you. My five T's are snatched. I'm on fleek with everything I'm supposed to be doing. And you're going to lead me here? Open your mouth and say, it's bigger than me. Go to the next scripture for me. So watch this. You know this part of the story. But pay attention. But what happens is significant because you didn't know how they got there. The spirit led them. And he led them to being locked up. What if I told you he led you into losing what you valued? I'm going to... 
What if I told you he led you into that relationship ending? What if I told you that he led you into a very strange place because he says, listen, I'm about to get something out of you that's bigger than you. So they're locked up, and the Bible says they're locked up in the inner prison, which means they're not just locked up, they're locked up in the center of the jail. Why is that significant? See, you don't even understand the significance of where you're at. You are where you are on purpose. See, God, watch me, harvest, when we started, we started in Aurora, then we had to go through a journey in Denver, and we came back to Aurora. Why? Uh, Denver means valley that was once green. Ezekiel 37, he says, I need to raise up an Ezekiel that can speak to a valley of dry bones and raise up an army. But then we're back in Aurora now. What does Aurora mean? It means something like a phenomenon. God says, I'm about to make you a phenomenon. People are going to look at what you're doing and say, how in the world are you doing what you're doing and doing it where you're doing it at? Help somebody say, it's on purpose, it's on purpose, it's on purpose. It's on purpose, 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 it's on purpose. You're literally working on the street you're at. You're literally living in the house you live in. All on. So look, so they're locked up. Pay attention. Oh my God, this is good to me. And at about midnight, Paul and Silas, see we, we got the right ones in there. By midnight, they locked up. I need y'all locked up, locked up, locked up, locked up. They locked up. Watch me. But watch me, they don't start complaining because they're spirit-led. And when you're spirit-led, you say, well, if I'm here, there must be something I need while I'm here. Why? Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that he makes all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. You know what else I like about midnight? You know what else I like about midnight, Mississippi? Here's what I like about midnight is that midnight is the beginning of a new day. We are in August, which means new, which means that means it's midnight in your life. It's midnight in your life. You're stepping out of darkness, stepping out of lack, stepping out of bondage. Ste I need you to release a praise like it's a new day. New day, new day, new day, new day, new day. New day, new day, new day, new day, new day, new day. So watch, so watch, so watch. I ain't gonna tear my own equipment up, watch me. At midnight, pay attention on the midnight. What is eight? New beginning. Midnight is a new beginning, but it's still dark. Which means God says, I'm not changing it until it changes you. Which means what you were complaining about, I need you to start praying and worshiping. Praying and worshiping. At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and worshiping. Praying and singing. Praying and shouting. Watch me. Watch me. In a moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to do it. And the prisoners were listening to them. Now you understand why he lets some people get in your business. Now you understand why he lets some, watch me, you were like, God, why everybody got to know what I'm going through? Because I need them to listen to your response. Some of you are so secretive, you were trying to keep stuff from people around you, and you were trying to pretend like it was all together, but God allowed other people to find out what was going on, not to shame you, but God says they're about to see me get the glory out of your situation. 
The Bible says, and the prisoners were listening to them, and they're singing and praising. Y'all go over to Paul and Silas and see what they're doing. They're singing. They're still locked up, but they're singing and praising. They're still locked up, but they're still giving them glory. They're still locked up, but they're still believing that the God that got us here, if he let us here, he's going to lead us out. If he let us here, he's going to lead us out. Say, if he let me here, he's going to lead me out. Watch me. And suddenly, and suddenly, watch me, and suddenly there was an earthquake, a great earthquake. Now pay attention. Earthquakes were common in this part of the world, which meant the earthquake wasn't uncommon. What was uncommon is what the earthquake did. See, when your spirit filled, you're going to do something that's common, but your results are going to be, if you don't open your mouth, you're going to do something that's common, but it's going to be something uncommon. All you're going to do is be kind to somebody. That's common. But that person has just prayed, Lord, whoever does this for me, I'm about to pay their debt off. See, it's common, but you're about to get an uncommon result. And the Bible says that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately the doors were open. Open that door. And immediately the doors were open. And watch this. And they, their chains were loosed. Their bonds were unfastened. No, you, you missed it. You missed it. Which doors were open? All of them. Let me tell you why he led you to something that didn't make any logical sense. It's because this is bigger than just you. There's some people around you that you're about to get out of their situation. Because the Bible says that that earthquake started shaking. And they started shaking and rocking. And rocking and shaking. And shaking and rocking. And rocking and shaking. And everybody's bonds were unfastened. You better look at somebody next to you and say, when I praise God, it's not for me. Say, this praise is for you. Up, I got a runner. Up, I got a runner. Up, I got a runner. Up, I got two of them. Everybody connected to harvest. Your second half is going to be better than your. I got to finish. Silas was just locked up, but now Silas on the drums. I want you to play them drums like you're about to get your whole family out of every generational curse. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to play and 10 seconds for y'all to worship. Are you ready? One, two, three, go. seconds here we go so look so look I gotta go so look I gotta go I gotta go so watch what happens come here come here come here so watch what happens. Bible says that the, the jailer 
you're going to be the jailer. The jailer, put your hand, you know how they always be touching stuff? <laughs> yeah, you got to, you know, got all that equipment. Bible says the jailer was about to commit suicide because when he woke up, all of the doors were open. See, you didn't even know he led you because somebody else was about to kill themselves. You didn't even know that you were preventing a suicide. You didn't even know. All you did was call him and say, I'm checking on you. But you didn't know you were stopping somebody from taking a bottle of... Open your mouth, say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. He was about to kill himself. I'm almost done. He was about to kill himself. Bible says, Paul says, wait a minute. Come on, Paul. Paul has said it louder than that. Paul said, we're all here. He stops his suicide. Then the jailer comes to Paul and Silas and says, if your God can do that, this is why I have you to pray so much because your praise is going to do stuff for you that, that, that your research can't do for you. Praise got them out. And people may call you crazy on Sunday until they see you walking on Monday, till they see you running on Tuesday, till they see you. Call me crazy, but you can't argue with my fruit. Let's go. So the man says, what must I do to be saved? Pay attention. They led who locked them up to the Lord. So now you wonder, God, why was I led this way? Because this is bigger than you. The jailer was from Philippi. So he's a Philippian jailer. Say Philippian. Watch what happens. Verse 33. And he took them the same hour of the night. Pay attention. All of this happened in one hour. For those of you that got the faith to believe it, all of it happened on the first day of the month of August 2021. Your phone's about to ring. You're about to get a direct message. You're about to get an email. Your name's about to be brought up. The doctor's report is about to change. Hey. Watch. The man says, what must I do to be saved? They get him saved. Verse 33. And he took them the same hour of the night and washed their wounds. Who is them? The man goes and gets his family. The man goes and gets his family. Y'all going to be the family right fast. He gets his family. He gets his family. Watch me. See, you thought it was just about you. So watch what happened. All the prisoners are free. The jailer doesn't commit suicide. The jailer's family gets baptized. What did I tell you? He's a what? Philippian. This man goes back home. This man goes back home. And as the man goes back home, he starts the Philippian church. Paul had to go get him a church planner. In other words, the spirit led me this way because I was about to lead somebody to set a city on fire. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? That the spirit, when he leads you, it may not be logical, but it's bigger than you. A family got saved, a jail got free, a city got saved. And for those of us that believe that the same God that did that for them 
can do it for us. I'm done preaching, but I just need to make sure you do what Paul and Silas did. If you believe that the same God from 2,000 years ago, if he's still doing the same thing today, I need you to release a praise right Come on, 1115. Shout, same God. Shout it again, same God. Shout it a third time, same God. I'm done. But the second half is going to be way better than the first half. He led me in an illogical way. But when I got to four, that's where he opened the door. I got to go. Now you know why it didn't work out. Now you know why you went the way you went. It was so much bigger than you. It was so much bigger than you. I come against the spirit of feeling like a failure. I come against the spirit of feeling, here it is, I just heard this, feeling unfulfilled. He led you in an illogical way. He led you in an illogical way. Wait, uh-uh, don't go over there. And this whole time you're like, God, what's wrong? He was like, nothing. God, what's wrong? Nothing. Why do you think something's wrong just because it didn't look how you wanted it to look? God, you got me in here with these prisoners? Sure do. You know what I used to call Denver? Can I be honest with you? I used to call it a sentence. I said, Lord, why have you sentenced me here? I said, when are you going to let me out? This is literally what I said to the Lord. I said, when are you going to let me out early for good behavior? I'm just preaching my story. Yeah, you, you'll get nothing out of it. I, that's cool. <laughs> There's areas of your life you've said, Lord, I'm sentenced to this. Who am I talking to? In this building online, wave your hand if you're online. Do the hand with emoji. God says, I didn't, it's not a sentence. I'm about to set you in the middle of the prison. And I'm about to open everybody else's doors. 
You are a door opener. You're so busy waiting on your door to open. God says, you open it for other people. You're blessed to be a blessing. And I'm out of time. If you're in this building or online and you need to become a Christian for the first time, I already extended that opportunity. If you missed it, I want you to come now, wherever you're at, in this building or online. Do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. One, two, three. If you missed it earlier, respond right now. Online, do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. In the building, raise your hand. Everybody just say this. Say, Father, I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. You're my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. I'm led by the Spirit. Nothing's wrong. It's bigger than me. In Jesus' name. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time? Or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost water gel facial moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.